Welcome to the Connections Podcast, Big Hearted Conversations with Megan Procolo. Here, we will unite and navigate living a high vibrational life. Join us on a journey of self-awareness, creating the life you are destined to live and connecting with so many inspirational humans along the way. Today, I'm chatting with the beautiful Miss Eliza Bell. Eliza's a go-getter, an innovator and a creative sassy goddess. Eliza hasn't always been this way. 18 months ago, she was scared, hiding and unable to break free from the box that she put herself in when she was 12 years old. Enjoy this chat with the divine Miss Eliza Bell. Good morning, Eliza Bell. Good morning, Megan. How are you, my darling? Very well, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm great, thank you. Um, These podcasts, eventually, I'm going to have on YouTube and we just took the coolest screenshot of (laughs) our legs. (laughs) Um, on top of being an, a, a super, super human goddess, uh, this young lady is, in fact, my closest, closest best friend, which is really special that I get to watch as a colleague and watch as a friend and watch as a mentor to you, the changes that you've created for yourself because the inspiration you are, I'm getting teary already, the inspiration you are to so many people in all the spaces that you're in, it's just, it's so beautiful to watch. Thank you. You're a pretty special lady. Been a, a long road, but I'm very Has been a long road. Where I am at the moment. So I want to start with obviously introducing you. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Miss Eliza? Yes, I am, well, now I am a bright and bubbly, uh, giggly, funny coastal girl. Yeah from Marimbula in New South Wales, moved up here when I was six from Melbourne, which was the best decision my parents ever made. Mm. Um, I feel so blessed to be surrounded in such a small community and I am a teacher. I am a Kunyan feminine movement teacher as well as I guess a mentor to young kids you are area absolutely you teenagers are. and even adults now so it's very it's a very long list of things long list of things <laughs> when you said about like so your parents made the decision to yes. come here um and I know I too my parents moved us from Sydney I was a little bit older but I think at the time I'm sure I had thoughts of why are we doing this you know it's so hard and reflection now in hindsight as an adult you go oh my god I'm so grateful that they did that Exactly, exactly. I was I was um, suffering from a lot of asthma mm-hmm. when I was a child. I was on the ventilator every night and every morning. And yeah. um, that was from about four until I was seven, I'd yeah. say. And within that year of us being up on the coast, it completely disappeared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, that's one of the reasons I, I feel so blessed that we moved here. But just the fact that you know, we have so much space. We're in suburbia, Frankston, and, um, yeah, it just wasn't, like, going back now, just, I, yeah. I'm so grateful to them. Oh, it's so wonderful to go back to and I would have turned out or, you know, different people I would have hung out with. Yeah. Like that. So, yeah. yeah. It's just all part of your journey. And, you know, for your folks as well, because I know Jackie and Gavin and just what they've created for themselves here. And a community that they have around them, and they're part of. Definitely, they're definitely um, 
when someone reminded you on the weekend or said, oh, my goodness, you like your mum? <laughs> Uh, by the way we look pretty much the same yeah you do look pretty much the same. i mean you have you both have this incredible um ability to give so much heart to everybody but without losing yourself yes i know there was a stage you know i was always the giver the giver mm -hmm. and then when we start this journey of self-awareness and self-development you're able to sort of um strengthen that tool that you can do that without giving yourself away exactly Exactly. You don't, you're not losing yourself by yeah. saying yes constantly. So yeah. I've only known you a few years, but we talked briefly before we got on. I know there's definitely changes in you since I've known you, but can you take us back to around, you know, a stage where if you look back now, you know that that's where you needed yourself, <laughs> like you needed you yeah. now to support you then? Uh, we were had just built a house in Millingandy, which is about... 10 minutes from Marimbula. Um, brand new house, lots of stress going on with the building process for mum and dad. Um, dad was struggling at work. He was um, had in, in work bullying um, and mum was in a leadership role at the nursing home she was working at. Yeah. So very stressful kind of life. Um, Mum wasn't coping with her depression. She was starting to really go into the dark, yeah. dark place. I had just started high school, mm. which is a huge transition in itself. Yeah. Um, new friends, leaving my primary school friends behind because I went to a different school, yeah. not being able to hang out with them as much. Um, and then mum and dad decided to sell their house after a year. Mm. And we moved to Wollumla, which was in, is an area that teenagers considered to be, you know, the lowest you could go. Yeah. So, um, oh, you moved to Wollumla, like there's no coming back from there. Um, <laughs> and I was. I really, love Wollumla. Yeah, I love Wollumla now too. It's a yeah, correct. Place. And all these young families are moving there now. Um, anyway, so I had a passion for vintage clothes around that time. I was, you know shining my light and just showing my personality through my clothes. Yeah. Um, and then a boy at school, he, he said, you know, only poor people shop at the op shops, right? And where you're wearing dead people clothes. <gasps> oh, my that God. Really, that really got me. Wow. I lost my voice that day. Yeah. Couldn't stand up to myself. I wasn't able to. They say, oh, don't talk to me like that. You have yeah. no right to talk to me like that. And so I lost yeah. my voice for 10 years, I reckon. Oh, easy. After that. Easy. And it's so um, impactive when, because he wouldn't have understood what he was saying. Not at all, no. You know, at the age that he was. But I know with my teenagers now, it, like being able to, people are going to say things, but it's their stuff. Exactly. And if we can learn to filter it, <laughs> we'll just have it bounce off. I mean, that, that takes time, though. Yeah. So I felt like an imposter in my own school, in my yeah. own age group, because um, then that led to, oh, well, if you can't afford brand new clothes, then how can you afford to go to this Catholic school? Yeah. All that. So, yeah. <laughs> when did it, what? What would have been a point later on then that 
that really sort of started you on this self-awareness or self-discovery path? You mean what would have been a... Oh, yeah, well, was, there, was there a class? Was there something else someone said to you or a step you took in stepping up for yourself? Where did it start? I, in year nine, two years after that incident, I left that uh, friendship group that yeah. I started in year seven. They yeah. were partying, they were drinking every weekend, they were going out to um, adult parties and yeah. getting the free booze. And I decided, no, it's not for me. So I actually um, contacted my best friend that I met when I was six. Yeah. Um, first day of kindergarten at Marimbiel Public School. And she said, just join our group. Come yeah. stay with us. And uh, we've been best friends since we were that age. And I love it. So what's that, 14? We're still yeah 15 15 I was 15 and I said no I've had enough I'm not hanging out with people that yeah. make me feel like crap and it's so important when you do find those people because in the transition you can think you're alone or where do I fit in mm -hmm. um, but when we can create that space that our space will fit in anywhere wherever we choose and we create that space yes. um, you had that inside at 14 definitely yeah mm. that's pretty cool uh, and then, of course, you went on to teach. Yes. After, after high school. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, so year, t year 11, we, were, we showed up to school and the teacher said, all right, today you're choosing your universities. <laughs> today you're choosing your universities and over the next week you're going to be applying to these universities. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, I want to be an architect. I want to be an interior designer. I love design. I love making things and making yeah great and then a teacher told me oh you probably won't have enough points by the end of your HSC to actually get into university to be an architect and your maths level it's not really that good yeah. like, oh, okay well I'm pretty good with kids I've been babysitting since I was 14 you know I can do that so I went and applied for uni got in at the Australian Catholic University in Canberra yeah and I took a gap year, did a bit of nannying, some work at the local club. And I went to uni at 19 and met my tribe. Yeah. Did teaching and I did a four-year course in Canberra. Um, and I loved it. I did early childhood and primary teaching. So I was um, learning how to care for newborns all the way up to 12 years old. So Isn't it interesting that... You said that, like, the careers teacher said, you don't have this, but you have this. Mm. So she had insight into you that you didn't have. Exactly. But so. you also, you look at it and go, oh, did I actually make that decision or was was I guided? Did, you know, yeah. we can create these spaces and have manifest what we want, but how it actually comes about is sometimes you go, oh, I didn't realise that's how it was going to end, how that was yeah. going to work out. And I had a lot of angst towards those teachers who told me I couldn't do what I wanted to do because yeah. I didn't have that level of intelligence or ability. Oh, it's at so that the same thing as that boy. Like they're they're coming from care. They're coming from mm -hmm. seeing what's in you to support you. But sometimes, like that, yes, the points might not have been there, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And there was no talk of um, mature age study. Yeah. No talk of that. You had to go yeah. to uni after your gap year. Yeah. So I had, well, of course, you know, Kalani, but last night she's sitting there and she just said, oh, they're at us now about unis and stuff. And she just looked at me and she goes, mum, 
like what I don't need to go to uni I'm like hey yeah I'm totally for that mm-hmm. you know because I know there's families that and it's fabulous that they do and the kids are driven and the parents are driven they that's fabulous they want to do that mm-hmm. but the kids that don't want to like Carney said in two years after I le- after I've left school I could go in as a mature age student anyway and do exactly what I want to do and that's why I'm, I love being in the position I am now with the tutoring business. Yeah. That I can listen to these conversations that the kids are telling me and all the things that are happening at school. And, you know, I can just say, it's your life. Mm. You don't have to listen to the teachers telling you, oh, you can go to uni if you want to. Yeah. But there are more options now. They're, glor- they're um, encouraging apprenticeships for trade. Mm. They're encouraging in-work placements. They're encouraging... Exactly, because everyone learns differently. It's an option and everyone's valued as a member of the community. Yep, and their gifts are valued. Yep. Because they don't always know them when they've been in a a school environment for 12 years with the same teachers, with the same routines. And so at the end, they go, okay, so what do I do now? Exactly what you did. Have the gap here. Enjoy life. You know, get a job, start learning budgeting and start, you know, learning how to have that foundation so then you can do whatever the hell you want. Exactly. So when you changed, oh, you did your gap year, but then, of course, you taught for a couple of years, didn't you? Yes, I was a preschool teacher in Canberra after I finished uni for a year. Loved that group of children. I looked after them since they were in the baby's room. So I yeah. knew inside and out and I knew their parents. I knew their lifestyles. I knew everything about them. Best year ever. And then I got really homesick towards the end of the year. So yeah. I decided to uh, cut that job opportunity short and move back to the coast to try and get a permanent job in one of the schools. Yeah. Um, there weren't any jobs going at that time. So I decided to start relief teaching. And because there was a huge demand for relief teachers in the area, uh, but that actually crushed my soul. <laughs> uh, I love the hindsight now. This out at the time, life. you would have just been going, I need to be here for them. And when they ring me at eight o'clock in the morning and need to be there at 20 past eight, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for the children. Because I, so... I need to please them. I need to look out yeah. for everybody else. Exactly. I'm there to be for the be there for the kids and be there to help the, the teacher who's away. Help, 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 help. And your head too would have been thinking like kids, parents, families, units, like you wouldn't have just been thinking about one thing. Would be all community. Lots. <laughs> yeah. Lunch and it's all my fault if I don't go. And exactly. I'm going to be punished if I don't. So I ended up doing probably about three to four days a week of relief teaching, different class pretty much every day. And then... Actually, I met you just at the transition, I think, of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. you'd already started Bellbird tuition then, hadn't you? Yes, I had. That was, I started, I moved back in February, started the tuition in April, and I started the relief teaching in March. Yeah. So as Bellbird tuition started to grow, all my tutoring in the afternoon. 2018 or 17? 18. 18. Yeah. So, um once I finished relief teaching at 3.25, I'd be off in the car to drive to my student for tutoring in the afternoon, off to their home. I was doing home visits at that point in time. And then the list of students of tutoring started to grow. Can I just ask a question? When you first yeah. started, because I know what it is now, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that as we go through the conversation, but how yes. many kids did you start with? Three. Oh, three. 
Okay, cool. I'm just going to write that number down right here. I started with three. Started with three. Because I was in contact with another local tutor and she said, do you want my waiting list? I said, yeah, your waiting list. So that's how I started. Thank yeah. you, Kathy Goff, if you're listening. And that has evolved into something I don't quite think that you thought was possible. Not at all. Yeah. Three years later, we're up to 47 students a week. Yep. And how many staff? Six. Six staff. And how old are you? 28. Oh, my God. I just love it so much. <laughs> and I know when I met you too, like I said, it was the transition and I think I was helping you. I met you through your dad. Yes. I was helping you with some online stuff. And it's it's interesting now that now I'm back there <laughs> helping you some more. Um, and I love that, like I said earlier, like regardless of being my closest friend and colleague, now you're my boss. And I, it's, just, it's so cool. It's so cool. It, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. The fact that I'm, I always say I'm the youngest out of all my staff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not crazy it's amazing it's crazy and it's something that you believed in yourself that was possible and I'm sure there's days where you thought oh my god what the hell am I doing you know and now I've got a plan of staff today and all those things but you just have this ability to just keep stepping up yes so what's who's someone that it's inspired you and supported you in doing that My dad. Yeah. He was like the boot up the bum. Hi, Uncle Gav. He taught me how to do my own uh, bookkeeping. Uh, but he's also attached to my account, so he's the boot up the bum to say, you need to get your uh, your, um, your books in, in order, yeah. Eliza Bell. So uh, that's one. And I guess... Or my tribe, like the people around me uh, and just even my teacher friends, I see them so tired by the end of the yeah. day yeah. Um, that they have to tick so many boxes. They have to do so many standardised tests and there's just no, there's no joy in the relief system. I just saw all these, these students just really struggling with the big group mm. classrooms. Yeah they were being left behind. So yeah. I said, I'm going to do one-on-one. -on -one. Mm. They need that. They need that hands-on, the games. They need uh, real-life situations. Uh, uh, oh, the list of the benefits me. of one-on-one -on -one is endless. Exactly. And I see them now come into, into your centre and they, they come in and they may be in a space of, you know, frustration or upset or super, you know, happy because they've had a real hype day. Mm. They can come into the space. It's calm. You guys are there. Mm -hmm. We can support those those kids. We can. And sometimes when parents ask me, "Oh, how did they go today?" I was like, "Yeah, they came in with a smile. They're leaving with a smile." Yeah, that's it. Because it's forty five minutes of their day. Yeah, exactly. Forty five minutes at the end of their day. Yes. And and it's that transition too, because I know. <laughs> My sister, one of my sisters, when she was younger, mum used to always laugh because she'd see her skipping down the backyard of the school. But as soon as a leg went over the fence, that was it. Mm. But mum was a safe space, you know. Home is a safe space. That's when they can just let loose. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, but now kids that come to you have got that space where they can have that and then mm-hmm. they can go home and they can enjoy dinner with their family or they can have their, do what their routine is and be in a calmer space, but they've learned so much in 45 minutes. Exactly. And they have that attention as well. Yeah. And it may not just be, like we said before, the, the A plus mass or the it's coming in, having a conversation with an adult who's listening, who's holding space for them, Being who rewards them when they, you know, they yeah. can play a game, or, but they're learning so much just in that space. Even just conversation skills. Correct. How many students out of those 23 kids in a class, how, how many of those get a one-on-one conversation yeah. with their teacher every yeah. day? And like you said, when you were six years old, when you lost your voice, oh, sorry, no, it was old, you were older, but when you lost your voice, like those 23 kids, they're not given an opportunity. And that's nothing against the teachers in the class because there's no, I've said to you before, like there's, I don't know how you do it. I, I just wouldn't have the patience mm. with all those kids. And like you say, though, I think the biggest thing would be the responsibility that you have because they're all in your care. Yes. Plus you'd have your own stuff. And having to get stuff done. And having to get stuff done. And ticking off the boxes, you know, the nap plan and this and this and this. But hang on, when's a six year a six or seven year old allowed able to be a six or seven year old? Yes. Recess and in the but era too, you know, the, well. the technology stuff, like it's fabulous. It's so um uh can't the word, it's so you know so necessary right now in this space because it's everywhere. Yes. But then when are the kids kids? Mm, exactly. you know? and we can't compare it to our childhood but it's it's so different I was talking to my partner Ash about it the other day and we had memories of our primary school and that both our teachers knew how to play piano and that was our our community time we'd sing, yeah. sing songs and we'd yep, sit and sing songs play instruments do the sewing yeah different parts of weaving it was just it was magical and they were our fondest memories of uh, school that we could have that one-on-one or small group time with the teacher yeah so when so this too has given you skill too hasn't it to communicate yes being able to communicate with these kids and with your staff and with parents um and then you've branched off and bellbird has become envision education envision education but also envision international indeed so like i said i'm i'm watching it from a friend's perspective as well just like so proud like a mama bear it's incredible mm-hmm. um but what what was the kicker to because bellbird tuition was you you know it, it was you you created this beautiful community in pambula you have this family space mm-hmm. um what was the kicker to change to go international the uh, covid obviously yeah <laughs> um, so covid happened we had to close our doors. We could no longer do face-to-face tutoring. Yeah. And uh, I was frantic those first few days when, every, when the world went into lockdown. Yeah. Online, on the computer, trying to figure out a way for us to do online tutoring. Yeah. Um, I sent out messages to parents saying, you know, online tutoring is available for students. And then I thought, oh, it's not just the Bega Valley that's shut down for COVID, it's the whole world pretty much. Yeah. So why not offer services online to the world? Yeah. Tutoring services. Not much interest. I decided to do a couple of courses. 
like learning how to make my own smartphone videos. Um, and then you actually got me onto Jojo. I did. You need to do this class. You need to do this online class with this incredible human being, Joe Omar. Joe Omar, because I just had no idea. I was at the end. I was just like, now what? What am I going to do with my time if I'm not seeing students? I kind of lost myself a little bit. Exactly. And in that, that too, in that too, I think there was, I mean, obviously all of us had to look at ourselves, but... Mm. And I know you'd had some dates with some droppers. And, like, and I think you're in this space too of it was time to shine the light on Eliza. It was time to find those spaces in you that were dark. My bucket was empty. Yeah. And dark. Yeah. And so I got on to Kun Yin. I did my first class. You were on that call as well. It was an online class. It was JoJo's first ever online class, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And... I remember doing it on the floor of my home where my family had just been ripped to pieces and I couldn't move and I was on the floor and I think I might have cried the whole class, but I was there. <laughs> but you were moving. and that Yeah, was, I was moving. That's yeah. what I noticed about everyone else. I was just sitting in my corner yeah. and just moving my arms. Had no idea how to move. I was disconnected from my body. Yeah. My, my mind was saying, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? You can, like, you can't go out and dance. You don't really dance at home. Why are you doing it online yeah. in front of all these people? Yeah. First thing I heard Jojo say directly to me was, Eliza, your arms are so beautiful and graceful and the curves in your, in your skin and your movement are just inspiring. And I was just like, whoa, I've been acknowledged for just me. Yeah. As me. Mm -hmm. And I was hooked. Yeah. Went to the next class and the next class and the next class. <laughs> and then I just kept going, kept showing but up. Can you myself. can you share with us a story about your hips? I don't even know where we were. Right. <laughs> I don't know where we were. We were somewhere dancing and you you realized that your body could move and you were just so excited. Mm. I was doing Zumba leading up to Kun uh COVID I was doing Zumba classes yeah and one of the movement was to rotate your hips in one direction a few times and then the other direction a few times I yeah. couldn't do it to the left mm -hmm. easy breezy to the right but not to the left yeah I was like what's wrong with me and then I was having flashbacks Isn't that interesting that the right is, the right is your, is your masculine and the yeah. left is your feminine yes interesting that so yeah, I was having flashbacks back to when I was six and being told I danced like a robot and I was yeah. having triggering moments. And then I joined Kun Yin and the fluidity in my hips now is this, crazy. That was only a few weeks, I think, when you started, wasn't it? It was mm -hmm. probably only four or five classes. Four or five classes, yeah. Mm. And then that was, yeah, the rest is history. I was hooked and I was asked to become a Kun Yin instructor about four months later and there was no there was no question in that was it no it was offered and was you just like, did it yep I'll yep. do it yep that's me pick yep. me I love this I want to share it with the world I want to share it with women and inspire other women to yeah rise up into their feminine energy yeah not only has it um I keep saying change but 
not only has it impacted your body physically, obviously mm-hmm. mentally is just incredible. Definitely. But then that's also given you another confidence in all other spaces of your life too, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'm speaking my truth in all aspects of my life. I'm setting boundaries and I'm able to communicate why. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying no, I'm just, I'll say at this point in time, yep. I'm, not, I'm not going to come to your event because blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I think in the past too, because I know I've done it, you always, if you said no to someone, you always thought you had to justify it. Yeah. But now it's like, well, actually, no, because I'm honouring myself. Exactly. If I say yes to you all the time, that's saying no to me constantly Mm -hmm. for everything. Yeah. And it's having, you've got to have that balance of that boundary. I was setting boundaries with my family. I was setting boundaries with my friends. I was setting boundaries with colleagues. Yeah. Really important. Um, another way of my body transforming, I always had a, a click in my um, ankle, my left ankle. Every few steps would go. Yeah. And since doing Kun Yin, I was doing a lot of squatting and a lot of just being down on, on the earth, on Mother Earth, being held there. And the movements I was doing was allowing my ankle to strengthen because I, was, I would always avoid putting weight on that ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, another instance was I had a, a risky pap smear. I had yeah. a, um, results come back to show that I had um, risky cells within there. So I mm-hmm. needed to book in with a gynecologist and that terrified me. Um, that was in April last year as well. Mm. And I had that um, cervical screening test booked in for, was it November? Yeah, it was later last year. Went up to Canberra in November and the results came back two weeks later, completely cleared. There's no yep. issue. No. And I spoke to Jojo about it and she said, you know, it's because you've been speaking your voice. Your cervix connected to your throat. Yeah. And that just blew my mind. I was just like, who knew that speaking my truth would have health benefits? <laughs> so interesting. I, an article benefits. came across my eyes a few days ago. It was about the tongue and the movement of it. And it's, you know, it's support in our face in everything, but it's connected down with nerves to like one of your toes. Yes. And I was reading this and it's like it goes through the spine, it goes through this. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, that is the body is so spectacular so like you say that voice that you didn't have you had started to discover it but being able to commit this time to yourself and not only time but it was your commitment to you financial commitment like all those things that changed how your week was working because you had coaching and training but all of those things cleared something in you that was a, a medical um, a medical part that someone was questioning. Yes, which put so much more faith in the mm. Kunyin feminine movement practice. Yep. Um, and my wanting to share it with the world now. Mm-hmm. Hence, internet. can I can I ask you what? Um, so a process of a class. Obviously, I've been to one, and yours are spectacular. Um, 
for someone who hasn't been to a class and may hear this and go, oh, what, you know, what's it about? Can you just give us a little intro on to what the hour entails? So the hour begins with, if you're attending an in-person class, mm-hmm. begins with us choosing a goddess card. And a goddess card will sit beside you for that whole class and you'll have her name, you'll have the picture of her and she will be your guiding goddess for that class. As the each playlist, each class is unique, I make a new playlist for every class. And they're cool playlists. And the playlists are amazing because they take you on a journey through various emotions. There might be some heavy metal, there might be some rock, there might be some just acoustic music. I love acoustic music, so there's a lot of that in there. Um, <laughs> and you start out slow, you start on the floor, you're going back into Mother Earth, you're being held by Mother Earth. You start stretching your body as you move through the music, staying on the floor for about half of the class. Yep. And you're stretching parts of your body that your day-to-day life does not allow for. And it's just slowing down. The main idea is to slow down because as women, we're rushing, we're getting to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. This is time for you. This is not time for your boyfriend or your husband. It's time for you. So um, you're just listening to the music, keeping your eyes closed and really going into your body, into your feminine energy. Um, And then as you begin to rise, the songs become more empowering and they allow you to acknowledge oh, I'm feeling the same way as this song or mm. I felt this way before and I didn't oh, it's always spot on. felt about it. The song, will happen, the song will start and it not even, you just the first beat and you think, oh, here we go. <laughs> what am I dealing with right now? Yes, yeah. So a lot of them are, um, it's usually just standing up for what you believe in, sharing your voice, showing, sharing who you are, and your unique qualities to the world and being unapologetic about it. I use unapologetic all the time. You shouldn't have to apologize for being there. You shouldn't have to apologize for taking up space. You shouldn't have to Just you saying those two things, Eliza, about being, you know, unapologetic for yourself. I just see you as six, you know, when you said mum mum and dad were stressed and mum with depression and for them that's their part of the journey but what that gave you that little seed that planted in you to change it for yourself because in turn you've changes for your parents and for your sister and for your family and your cousins and your aunts and because they all see you now and I know I have got family that go what the hell are you doing or what the hell have you done but the greatest part is doing that for ourselves has impacted so many so many people in our lives yeah because oh just when you were saying that about unapologetic I just visualized you as a six-year-old just going you know scared and not being able to have a voice and you know I can't say something because I'm I'm invisible almost yeah but being able to come to this point now with Kun Yin and with teaching and being in that space of being a mentor mm-hmm. that you had to go through all those things for you to get to here and I can share it unapologetically. Unapologetically. <laughs> so cool. So, so cool. Um, I'm going to ask you, 
Oh, we talked about inspiration before, but is there anyone, and I talked with someone about this the other day about, you know, the Oprah's and everyone else, like we're all equal. Yes. But is there someone of a, a greater um, presence that inspires you? Audrey Hepburn's the first one that comes to my She's mind. She's always yours. I love it. Um, I actually have a quote on my desktop. Can I read it out? Yeah, of course you can. For beautiful eyes look for the good in others. For beautiful lips speak only words of kindness. And for poise, walk the knowledge, walk with the knowledge that you are never alone. I love That's it. I, I read that every day. Because when we, we do see those in others, you know, I see it in my kids. You see it in your students yeah. and your family. And sometimes, well, no, not sometimes, when we get into these practices, of, I mean, particularly with me with my gratitude practices and my mindset coaching, we it's a learnt skill to do that for ourselves. Yes. You know, because you look at yourself in the mirror sometimes and think, oh, that's this, that's not this, it doesn't look like this, but just take a moment and actually look at yeah. your eyes or, you know, at your ears, your earrings in your ears and being able to actually visually connect with yourself. Yes. Exactly. And appreciate and love it. It's a beautiful quote. Yeah. Beautiful, Which beautiful leads quote. leads me to the other person. Yes. Kelly Parton. Yes. Yes. Kelly Parton unapologetic badass yep. bitch yeah correct who's <laughs> the, the nicest person impact in the whole on the world has been <laughs> impact on all ages yes all ages just even her fashion the way she yeah. dresses herself the yeah weeks the makeup and she doesn't care what no. other people say i remember seeing that interview actually in her in her um i think it's a new netflix thing there was one it's probably gone around on memes and stuff too. I think she was talking to, she was quite young, but saying about the hair. Yes. So she's like, this is my persona. This is my, this is what you all see. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give me away. I'm not going to give you the the real, like it's the, um, not fabricated, but this creation. But that creation she's made, like her books now, her book um, thing with kids. and A charity, yeah. Yeah, it's just beautiful. I love it because the music is definitely your your gig. Yes. Definitely your gig. Yeah, I love it. So if you, this young girl that was told by this boy, you know, you've got to be poor to shop there, da, 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 da. What would you tell her now? Here I am. Take it or leave it. (laughs) Still see him around. He's still local. Oh, really? (laughs) What advice would you give her though? You at that age? What? Yeah. He's got his own pressures. You've got your own pressures. Yeah. It's up to you to be the bigger person. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm. I love it because the insight we have now, and that's not to say there's still days where we still feel like that 14-year-old girl, but she's our driving force because she's given us the strength to do what we do. Yes, definitely. And you working with teenagers, particularly young teenage girls, like it's just, I love the relationship that you have with my 17-year-old. Like Mm. it's just, I mean, you look like twins anyway, but (laughs) you behave exactly the same and talk exactly the same. It's so cool, but... As a parent, 
to know that my daughter has someone like you in their life like it's just you can't you couldn't you couldn't have asked or manifested someone so grounded and connected to themselves and honest and just you can't you, you it's something that you would never think that you could create because oh, it's pretty spe- special thank you and she's only one yeah. and I know there's 47 other kids even yeah. if they're not your student at the center what you've created there within yourself mm-hmm. then impacts so many other people definitely yeah and knowing every single one of their names is just enough. And it's personal. They yep. feel acknowledged. They feel acknowledged. Can I ask you a question? Have, yes. I know you say it, but when did you really believe that you were proud of yourself? Because we can all tell you, and you can say I'm bad and badass and I'm this and I feel this, but when was it that you got to the point you went, you know what? I am bad- badass. I'm proud of myself. On the last day of my Kunyin final immersion. Yeah. Oh, when you went down to yeah, Victoria? And yep. I did my final performance. Your couch dance? Well, women, my couch dance to dance monkey. <laughs> my tones and I and the freedom and liberation that I showed in those movements. I wasn't moving fast, yep. but I was showing my bum. I was showing, yeah. <laughs> I, I was doing hair flicks. I was just, my body was so open. Please tell me there was an Eliza Scorpion in there. There was. Excellent. Eliza Scorpion, yes. Um, and by the end of that dance, there was a roar of applause and cheering and ow sounds yeah. that just really let it sunk in, sink into me and my heart space that, yeah, here I am. Yeah, that's all connected. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many little pieces. I would talk about the matrix, you know, the Tetris, how it all just... But it doesn't lock in to, like it doesn't lock in to be fixed there. No. Like you said before, the fluidity. Mm-hmm. And people who are just going to ask what's a scorpion, um, Eliza has created this Kunyin movement uh, move, which has been named the scorpion, Eliza's scorpion. It's almost like a squat. Yeah. But it's a you're on your toes. Sensational squat. <laughs> Squats can't always be sensational because the thighs don't like it and everything else doesn't like All it right. when you start, but but when yeah. you're doing kunyin for over a year, your yeah. thighs are fine. Your thighs are fine. And I love too, when you went to Melbourne for Easter, Yes, I remember a post because, of course, you have Envision Education, which is your workspace. You have Envisionaries now, your group on Facebook, which is an, uh, Instagram, and Envision International. But I think in Envisionaries, you shared a picture of you in a bikini. Yes. And you were just like, here, exactly what you said before, here I am. And I think your post was really fitting that, you know, and not even that it was Easter, but that time of rebirth. And I mean, for people that are in that space of religion, et cetera, um, but the spirituality of all of it connected, Mm. that post was just so fitting that weekend. Yes, definitely. How did you go? 
I mean, I know you don't, you're like, Kalani's always been the same too, like in bikinis and just showing her, you know, who she is. But around your family, was that different? Definitely. Because they wouldn't have seen that part of you. No. And mum actually took that picture of me. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're taking a picture of me. I'm going to stand here in the on the really hard gravel. Yeah. In front of the beach, in front of a huge family that are having a barbecue. Yeah. And you're going to take a picture of me. And she's like, oh, okay, okay, cool. She just went with it. Yeah. And it took me a few goes. Like I still have those insecurities of how I stand they and things stand, like that. Yeah. But the fact that mum saw me posing in a bikini, not really caring who's walking past or watching yeah. was transformational, transformational for her. Yeah um oh my heart's just like so yeah. full because I, I picture her there with the camera because she would have just been oh okay okay and she'd get excited and I had a conversation with her on the weekend and she met this beautiful girl at your workshop and your mum like I said you and your mum just have this ability this massive heart mm. your mum actually got teary because she'd met this beautiful girl whose story was just so inspirational mm. And your mum was just so connected to it. So you also have to have gratitude for yourself because you helped her do that. Yes. In just being you. Yeah. Because I saw her on the weekend do that. But then hearing you say earlier about where she was in that space when you and Claire were little, it's just like, oh, my goodness. Like it's full circle. But you've been able to show her that. Mm. And even two days ago, she sent me a message on Facebook saying, um, I want to apologise for being so ashamed that we called you the feral child of the family when you were oh, Really? Um, that now I can see your beautiful, unique qualities that are bringing the light out of everyone else. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that made me cry. I was, I was going to say, were you I crying for a while? Yeah. yeah, I cried for a while. <laughs> but just having that acknowledgement from my parents that would usually just, that would have in the past stuffed everything down, yep. not acknowledge it because yep. it was taboo or yep. um, they would have associated shame with that just because of their own upbringing. Correct. They're yep. influenced by the religion that they were brought up in. That's right. Um, but now that I'm living my truth, speaking my truth, they're also, they also have the freedom to do that. Yep. Absolutely, they do. And I love that in that space, like I said, we can still have days that we don't feel like we are enough or, you know, something could be, you know, something bothering us. But having these tools now, we we can, and having the tribe, you can reach out to somebody. Yes. And our tribe now, I love, I mean, Random Turnips, of course, is our tribe with Bron and Mandy, but that in itself, we then all have branches out our families, our different um, work colleagues, like the impact we're having on people because we're just being us. Yes. We're just being us and what that can create when you can really connect with yourself and really honour who you are, the impact you have on other people is life-changing. Exactly. Not only for them but for you. Definitely. I love it so much. Mm. So... Online classes, are you still have online classes? Yes. I do. I have now opened up online classes for Kunyin 
feminine movement, uh, feminine energy in movement. I'll say that again so we can cut it out. <laughs> I have now opened up another online space Monday nights at 6.30 mm-hmm. for feminine energy in motion classes, Kun Yin, as well as Tuesdays, 8.30 online in the morning in the morning oh tuesday afternoon when i see you at work you're just going to be like i'm gonna be happy 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 (laughs) i love it and of course we do our in person on thursday night locally here in marimbla too at 6 30 p.m all the details for eliza's classes i'm going to have in the blurb for the podcast and on our facebook pages Um, but i really would love to um, direct people to to um, Eliza's group in visionaries um, it's open to all ages isn't it yep it sure is yeah and is it male and female or just female space at this point in time it's females but uh, I'm open to males joining it if they yeah. feel like they'd like to tap into their feminine energy yeah, as well absolutely they can you know there's men out there in my head I can already see like five or six of them that that's something that they choose to learn because they want to be um, supportive of their partner or, you know, supportive of their daughters or to really tap into their own. And it's not a, um, you know, it's not something that they should shy away from. Exactly. Or be shameful of or, and that was the thing we were talking about yesterday, you know, with working around kids and, you know, there's men out there that want to care and love for these kids. Yes. But there's been lots of other things that have tarnished that and then yeah so that's a collective community uh, collective consciousness that you know they choose to choose to not be part of but we need to give them the chance what's that we need to give them the chance oh absolutely yes because we've taken a lot of um a lot of um things away from those guys in our in our um mission for us to be <laughs> and again same again just because chance. that's all they knew yeah for women to give men a chance is the first step in them stepping up into their energy yeah oh my god that just hit really home that one i love it because you know i'm one of four girls and my dad just adores like it's be i mean there's granddaughters now too but he just has this love that's just so and i mean there's times where we didn't think he did because he was being a parent and he had his skills but you just know now this 70 year old man is just so in love with the women in his life like he adores our mother, like they crack us up because they just, you know, be, they bicker and muck around and whatever, but he just adores the women in his life. Mm. And it's so beautiful. And then when we're all stepping up and being our truer selves, like the pride in that he has for us, it just grows and grows. And your dad will be exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked about lots of things today, my beautiful particularly dolly i'm just laughing i I know i'd have to have rights wouldn't i I could pay some dolly in the background while we're talking about dolly i'll record some dolly yeah okay oh the other thing we haven't spoke about either and i'm going to put you on the spot and i wish i had your guitar there because i would so get you to sing a song um (laughs) but finding your voice too has also helped you unleash your musical talent haven't it yes yeah i've always been a singer but always a closeted singer yeah growing up with first Broadway musical I ever watched on telly was My Fair Lady and I was connected to her because her name's Eliza as well yeah and 
mum always wanted me to get singing lessons. I thought, no, 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 I don't want to get singing lessons because if people find out, I'll have to sing in front of people. Yeah. So I never took that opportunity and I'm kicking myself that I didn't. But um, cancel that. Cancel that. Cancel that. Wanting me to where I am today. Sure. Um, so, yes, now I am open to gigs. I'm open to playing in front of people at, at blackboard nights. I'm challenging myself to be braver but it's brave yeah. even just talking about it yes um and I just love to sing I love to cheer people up with my singing I love making people laugh with my singing with the choices of songs that I make and when you sang on the weekend Eliza has been doing at Envision some mosaic workshops and I did one on the weekend and it was so fun but um, in the creative space I think you were singing and one of the other participants was just like where are we hiding that like, where did that come from she knew me from school when yeah. I was um, the awkward teenager who lost her voice yeah so um yeah. it was lovely to show another side to her and to be acknowledged for another Absolutely. value that I have so yeah because she yeah. will have it, she probably you know did acknowledge you at that age but when we're in that space of our own stuff yeah. we don't hear those things we concentrate on the negative. positives yeah 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 I love it negatives. I'll have to get you to record a song to put on the end of the uh, the podcast. Okay. Sounds really cool. Sing a little ditty for us. <laughs> I'll sing a Dolly song. Yes. Love it. Thank you, my beautiful friend. Thank you, Megan. I love you. Thank I've you for being here and sharing you. your story. Not a problem at all. Really appreciate I love sharing my story. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm. See you soon, sweet. Love you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. They let you dream just to watch them shatter. You're just a step on the boss man's ladder, but you've got dreams he'll never take away. You're in the same boat with a lot of your friends, waiting for the day your ship will come in and the tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll you away. Working nine to five, what a way to make a living, barely getting by. It's all taken and no giving, they just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy if you let it, nine to five. They've got you where they want you. There's a better life and you dream about it, don't you? It's a rich man's game, no matter what they call it. And you spend your life putting money in his wallet. Nine to five, what a way to make a living. Barely getting by, it's all taken and no giving. They just use your mind no matter what they call it. And you spend your life putting money in his wallet, nine to five. What a way to make a living, barely getting by. It's all taken and no giving. They just use your money.